1: and and you said that you didn't realize what kind of task is it to send 800 devices from your living room yes. could you could you share how how was it then you said that you need to be very organized could you share really practical tips that how other people who are sending this amount from yeah, their living room so, how should it be done
0: yeah so um i did it a little bit different to the first and the second time point the first time point i initialized all monitors and then I drove to Swansea and my boss and I sat in a room. It was still we weren't allowed at the time to um, we had to get special um, uh, uh, permission to go onto campus. You know, we weren't allowed to use any students. By the second time point, we, that was still the case, even though schools were open and everything. So I decided to do it from my home. Which, yes, is a mammoth task the first, so what we did was, of course, inside the envelope with the monitor, there's a letter explaining just the protocol, um but also a return envelope with with my address, a label with my address on pre stamped um postage already, so that it's really easy for them to send it back the, by the second time point, I'd learned to to do a uh, You know, just add a very small identifier in the top, in the little bottom corner there, because otherwise it means once a monitor comes back, you have to take it out and you have to find the serial number, put it into the computer to know where this comes from. Whereas if you could just have between 1 and 800, a number on there, immediately you know who this is from. So that was a very helpful tip that saved me a lot of time. Let me think, otherwise, yeah, I've I've, I've asked parents to send me, you know, a note saying um, uh, just if the child wore the thing or not, when they started, when they ended, just for, I mean, I can also just download the data and and, and check. But um, that always was very helpful as well, because parents would tell me whether the child was sick at the time or whether the child, you know. Broke a leg and only did two days or something like that. So, yeah, that's that's basically mm,
1: the yeah, top tip. yeah, so so the top tip is that put in the envelope and code that you will see, yes, by the yes, have an
0: identifier from. on the thing that comes back so that um so you don't have to to open it and to put the, the serial number because yeah you're bound to make a mistake or to or to um it just takes more time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and with the charging of the devices, preparing the envelopes, getting them to mail service, and and all this, how much do you need need time if you can estimate the workload? Yeah,
0: of it? I want to say, oh goodness me, for for eight. So it depends on how many computers you have, how many docking stations, you know, those kinds of things. I only have what um I'm using my laptop, and I can initialize seven at a time using a uh, you know a docking station um, that's also really nice from ex- activity you can you can just buy any docking station they use those mini you know USB um, uh, so you don't have to buy their branded one um, so I bought those off Amazon um, but I can do only seven at a time and it takes really quickly but doing that you know, for 800, I want to say I've probably initialized nonstop for about two and a half days, um, <laughs> you know,
1: yeah.
0: and yeah. okay, that's my life, so that means there's a school run involved quickly, you know, making food for the kids in between, but I have to set out at least two and a half days to to only initialize the monitors, yeah um just stupid things like putting the putting the um the letter into the envelope you know and the it's also it takes so much longer than you think um but yeah i have four children who all worked during that time and my husband as well i think they um they learned a lot about data collection
1: <laughs> yeah now that that's that's interesting so some some take home messages that it depends on the amount of computers so maybe if you have old computers you could save them so you can actually actually do do more when you have just an arsenal of laptops even if they are quite old they usually work for initialization and then that if you can use a generic just a micro or mini usb it it helps a lot and and you order just some from amazon yeah yeah so that's that's something to
0: I made the mistake though we we first ordered um because I thought about charging eight hundred accelerometers in my house, so we bought twenty of those stocking stations that can that can um, charge I think six at a time, but you have to have one if you when you're initializing and when you are um uh, what's it called downloading. You have to have one that also has a, uh, you know, that can be plugged into the computer on one end and into a power socket on the other end. Um, And those didn't have that. They could just go into the power socket. I couldn't have them in the, put them in the computer as well. So there was a bit of a mistake. But then, yeah, I just, I bought one um, that can do both. And that's what I'm using.
1: Mm. So did you you end up using just this one or... Did no, you I use the others the other to charge.
0: Yeah. Yes, the yeah. others are always in the house, and all the power sockets that I have sometimes have have looks like these Christmas lights all across the house with activities charging.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now that's 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 interesting, and you start to appreciate your papers more when you know the the workload of, yes, of what's data gone into collection. them. <laughs> yeah, and and what would be your hope? How how do you see that the workflow? could be made better what what would you change if you had a chance to change things
0: yeah so I think from from so I'm actually at the moment busy um, with the third data collection time point the survey is live and it's out there and um, in two weeks time I'll be again initializing accelerometers and sending them out I think the main thing is going to do most of it from Swansea, because there's now students who can do most of the work for me, you know. Um, so it's just having doing it on your own is really not an option. So you need a team of people around you. So we're going to do that, and then going forward, when the idea is to to continue this study on an annual basis, but we would go back into the schools and do it through schools. Um, for various reasons, but we, um, because, you know, this study is supported by by WIPIS and um, Sport Wales, we might be able to use Sport Wales partners who already go in and do the school sports survey yearly. And in that way, same way they can, if we can incorporate this study, you know, then we have people in classrooms while children are completing the survey Handing out monitors, it, it would make life much easier. Yeah. And I think we could get a much bigger sample size than especially for the survey. I mean eight hundred axonometers would say the same, but but for the survey we can go much bigger.
1: Hmm. And and do you actually have eight hundred devices or do you rotate them?
0: Yeah, we have eight hundred devices. This was part of the funding. We bought eight hundred devices for this um, specific specific study, and we've already Added to those because we lost quite a few um but yeah we have we have eight hundred
1: hmm yeah, so quite a quite a big investment for the project to have 800, 800 devices and uh, w- w- would you have any advice for data handling like you download the data, then you need to analyze have you have you learned anything how to make it faster or lose less data or so
0: on? Yeah, I think, um, let me think, well, for starters, be sure that you keep your, your raw data files, you know, don't lose those. So it's always, always good to have a backup. I mean, this is a very, very basic thing, but it takes so long to download the data from it all. And at at one point you realize, oh shucks, everything is still only on that one external hard drive, you know, and just get it onto onto a backup um, OneDrive or something. That's really important. Luckily, with with GGIR, we can we can um, uh, process a lot of files at once um, at the same time. So that helps. Um, what is a little bit difficult for me at the moment, is I've got two different surveys because there's, for example, the the PAC-C for primary school children and the PAC-A for secondary school children. Um, so I always have two two sets of, of of Excel sheets, you know, and I want to combine those to put into SPSS or whatever program you use. So that's a bit of a... It's just it just takes time you know it always takes longer than you think it's going to take but I think if we could perhaps streamline that in a way it would really save me time somehow yeah I don't know how <laughs> mm, yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. W- w- when you say it always takes longer than what you think would you say it's double triple or 10 times more what, what would you be or yeah no I just
0: I say at least double. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it always takes me longer than i think and i i would say at least double the time
1: yeah mm. um, yeah and and you said that with GTIR you can analyze in bulk and and do it quite fast but how how long does it take like how long single computer is running for data of 800 yeah, devices
0: yeah it depends on the processing power of your computer i used to have a laptop that uh, that was specifically bought for data processing at um, at LGMU. And now I can't remember the specific specs, but that one was really, really quick, whereas now I'm stuck with my just personal laptop. But what I did was I also used my husband's um, uh, work laptop at the time, and we I ran files continuously through GGIR, probably, I want to say, four or five days, um, you know, and then I'm talking about, you know, they're running about a hundred at a time or something or 50 at a time. And it, it runs throughout the night and, you know, into the next morning. Um, but if a good couple of days.
1: Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So you, you need to keep, <laughs> keep computers running and, and then you cannot maybe use them for something yeah. else at yeah, the same it slows time. Down.
0: Yeah. Um, I I at the time used one of my children's laptops just for for work um whilst mine was running because you don't want to use extra power um when it's processing in the background I mean it can do it but um as I said that you should probably be people who are computer with they would know <laughs> you know what kind of processing power because I always ran that in the background Continuing my work and it didn't affect it, and it was definitely much faster. But, um,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and how, how was it? Did you provide feedback to these children, or did you just measure, or did you, did yeah? You so,
0: what we did was, well, for starters, I, um, here or there, I had parents leave me little notes saying that they'd be really interested, or emailing me asking, you know, for those I have sent. You know their child's details, only the accelerometer details. I felt that I didn't want to share the survey details. You know, mental health and well-being. The children didn't answer those questions, thinking my dad and my mom would know. You know, there's a bit of confidentiality um, that I felt was would be breached if if I give that to parents. But I did share the um, activity monitor results um, with those that asked it, but asked for it. But also, we had a webinar, and I invited all parents to where we discussed the details of of the first lockdown. And we will probably have another one coming, um, you know, before, before, in the next couple of months, I'm not exactly sure when, but soon. And also, you know, I'm I'm planning to write a blog post, something like that, that, that I can share with with the parents just so that they can see the overall results. But if parents wanted specific results for their child, they had to contact me.
1: Mm -hmm. And was this like a decision just based on that it takes too much time that you don't, as a default, you don't provide feedback for parents or the children?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, um, uh, I think it was just a a time consuming time um, uh, problem
1: and And if it wouldn't take time, would you also like to provide feedback also for children, or how would you prefer to do it?
0: yeah, I think so. I think um yeah definitely if 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 see i yeah i I would like to provide feedback to the children I think oh, I just i don't know what's the best method to use for that, you know, they don't want to listen to long winded you know speeches about about them but if you could put it in a nice like dashboard kind of way or infographic type of way you know um, that would be really handy to to give them feedback and some maybe some recommendations or um, you know some ideas for how they can how they can improve their physical activity levels if they need to why they need to improve it things like that that would be re- really be um, yeah, interesting. At the moment, because our study aim is specific to, you know, the effects of lockdown and everything, I wouldn't give feedback because I don't want to change their behavior necessarily before the next time point. You know, maybe in future when when this isn't the 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 aim anymore, we might think of of you know aiming to to increase, and then and then that's that'd be a really helpful tool.
1: Yes, good points. And and then I Hello? wanted to ask... Uh,
0: excuse
2: uh, me. Could I ask one question before you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sir, please, please go on.
2: Do you work with children in physical activity? Okay, then you should listen to us. We wanted to tell you about this polar bear animation that is so cool. And we understood from his funny explanations why humans and polar bears shouldn't sit all day. Fibian device, it is an accelerator. And I could tell you all the specs. But you just need to know it measures accurately sedentary behavior and physical activity and is scientifically validated. But most importantly, using it feels like magic. Yeah, like magic. Ding, dong, done. So, learn more at fibian.com slash kids. Please click it because it's important that kids all over the world can learn from polar bear. That's so awesome. Mom, can we have our polar bear as a pet? Please, Mom?
1: yeah and and how how was your compliance? How much did you get? you sent eight hundred devices? How many of them, for example, had data and how how many of that was good data to be used?
0: yeah yeah so um the during interestingly and during lockdown, the compliance was not as good as during school the next time point. I think my theory is that it's probably um because because during lockdown, children were bored, you know, and fiddling with it or just taking it off um whereas in school they might have been you know busy and not not thinking about the thing, but I can tell you, yeah, so for from eight hundred participants during lockdown, I downloaded seven hundred and forty nine files. So the rest were excluded either because the parent or either because they didn't return or the parent told me the child didn't wear it, he didn't want to wear it, things like that. Um, so 749 files of those, 649 had valid data that I could use during um, in my analysis. In the second time point, again 800 was sent. Of those, it was 734 from the previous round. You know, I had to exclude quite a few because, again, either they said they didn't want to wear it or they'd never sent it back. Um, so, of, of those 800, I downloaded 670 raw files, so a little bit more, but. Um, oh, and, and 630. Yeah, so in the end, it was less, sorry, so it was less files that I dealt with, but um their compliance of wear time per day was higher in school time um uh, you know i i kept it on it had to be 16 hours per day for it to be a valid day and that was much higher when they returned to school um compared to lockdown yeah so
1: so it was a little bit 10 to 20 percent that you didn't get validated yeah yeah, yeah. like that I And think that's ha- pretty yeah. normal yeah yeah and do, do you have any thinking backwards do you have any ways of that you could improve compliance or, or do you have any plans to do anything differently
0: yeah I'm thinking well for starters this time around I would ask them to if your child doesn't want to wear it you know please send it back as soon as possible and I can send it like a rolling recruitment to the next, you know, to another one because I didn't do that for the first two time points. But if we get a quick return on the ones that, you know, yes, I said I would wear it, but now I'm not, <laughs> um, then, you know, we can send that out and just a week later, it wouldn't make much difference. I think, you know, if if we do a little bit of rolling recruitment, um so that is my plan for, for this time around to hopefully increase that. How to increase the actual hours that they wear it per day. I don't know. One parent has asked me if we give an incentive, if there's an incentive that we can give kids. But yeah, that was not part of, of the funding. And um, we definitely don't have uh, have extra funds to 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 give children a, a voucher of some kind, a bribe to wear it, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's that's something something to consider. Um, anything anything else you would like to add about the practicalities of data collecting that you could share advice?
0: Um, well, no, not nothing else specifically to this study. I can I can I can think of some you know ideas or tips for just in general from things I've learned during my PhD, if that's okay. Um, so, as I said, you know, during my PhD, that was mainly focused on, on sedentary behaviors. So, of course, you know, if you use accelerometers, maybe combined with a self-report tool to get that contextual data, one of the things that I definitely would do differently is, um, so typically I went into schools and there's always a lot of information that you have to, you know, tell children about, you know, the study protocol, what you expect of them, what, what they should do and whatnot, etc. And typically in schools we had, it was either in a hall or in a classroom where there were both participants and non-participants, so it was a busy setting. And I think a lot of that crucial information didn't really, you know, Um, weren't taken on board or children just got distracted and bored by listening to me speak so much. So I would definitely recommend doing a short video, a TikTok type video of what to do. And you can almost, you can almost, you know, put that on YouTube and send it also or send the link to to the parents so the parents can, can, can watch it. Because I find always, even though you say two or three times that, you know, this is the aim of the study. We don't want you to change anything. You know, there's still children who go out and think this is their activity week, you know, and 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 change their behavior as a as a result of of that message message not going through. So I think um, the one thing is definitely to do a video of some kind. Um, then let me think uh, something else. During my PhD, you know, I I. I had a little bit um, um, younger, or at least nine nine and 10-year-olds, old year olds, and um, to get that contextual data, I used an app, and the app had different tools, you know, a little bit of questionnaire, write and draw, uh, uh, photo taking, things like that. Um, whichever method you use, if it's not a, you know, a validated questionnaire, I find I've I'm sometimes frustrated by the validated questionnaires because typically they ask children to recall their behavior of, you know, seven days ago or over the past week or something like that. And it's really difficult for children to do so accurately. So, but if you have, in you know, open-ended free text type of questions that children answer in whatever format, whether you use write and draw, whether you use just, you know, Um, writing or speaking or recording voice, whatever, you have to be really, really specific with children because they would tell you what they want to tell you, whether that was the question or not, (laughs) you know. Um, I found that I had to to get rid of a lot of irrelevant data um, and perhaps in hindsight, I would have added a non-research question in there, you know, something like, you want to tell me about your day? Or, you know, what did you do today? And then once they've told you about, you know, whether it's Victorian Day at school, or, you know, we put up the Christmas tree, you know, all the exciting things that happen that had nothing to do with physical activity or sensory behavior, you can narrow it down. So think about your day when you were sitting or lying down, what did you do Or when you were running and, you know, to give to get that specific information you're after, because I had to delve through a lot of Irrelevant answers, but you could just got to love children. I mean, they would tell you, as I said, what they want to tell you. I had one take a photo of a, uh, uh, the question was, um, can you tell me what you did? Uh, or can you take a photo of a place where you, you know, sat down today, something around that lines, you know, and they could, they could write or record their voice, attach it to the photo. To tell me a little bit about their photo, and he took a photo of the back of a of a um, ketchup bottle, like a tomato sauce bottle, and he just said, "It says here, there are no thickeners." <laughs> so that's that's great. <laughs> you know, um that wasn't the question, but it's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I I think that's a good point that thinking from the child's point of view that mm. you can of course maybe you can have kind of a warm up question where they give and give the irrelevant information that they want to share you don't need to analyze that and then you can go and and with more think about how is it to reply not the only thing that we need this data but how is the experience of filling this kind of thing how kids want to write yeah yeah no very very interesting so really interesting project that you have have ongoing what's your what's your future plans
0: yeah my well my future plans for this project
1: uh oh, f- also for that but also also in your your research career
0: yeah so well for this project as i said busy currently with another data collection um, time point and then from next year onwards we'll we'll um do so on an annual basis well, not we, because I I won't be there. My my postdoc um, is ending at um, the end of end of December this year, so I'll be leaving Swansea and. Um, uh, yeah well first of all I'm definitely going to take a nice long vacation <laughs> um unwind and um think about life I'm sure um uh, and then after that I I don't know yet I'll start I think I'll start worrying about that middle january next year but um I have this this plan in the back of my mind just to build on my phd work and maybe develop an app you know that can that can capture sedentary behavior as well as physical activity, the contextual part of of those of those behaviors um, accurately in the way that we, you know, that we want to to capture it, either for or both for researchers using the app, but also maybe for as an intervention tool or just a tool for 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 children themselves, as you said, you know, where where they can give feedback for themselves and where it can this is not thought out at all, you know, so mm-hmm. don't ask me specific questions. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. have the answers for it. It's just something that I've been working on in my m- the back of my mind. Um, but also I'm wondering, surely we can, it must be possible to to link the data from the app with data from an accelerometer, you know, so that we have one output. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just... I'm working on it in the back of my mind, and, and and this is where I'll I'll see where that goes.
1: Yeah. So so if if I understood, even you haven't thought it through, but kind of an annotation and context of physical activity that you you can record voice, you can record pictures and so on, that it would be kind of locking the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it depends on the age group. So the pictures and the photos that was really convenient for the younger age group i i'm more and more worried about older age groups and, and and you know children in secondary school and upper secondary school and see those typically would have a mobile phone um so it doesn't necessarily have to be you know it can be a little short questionnaire or um uh, you know a daily recording of, of of what they did to give contextual data together with an accelerometer would be really um, special, I think.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great idea. And, and you know, sometimes there's this wearable cameras, but the ethics part is really difficult. But if you actually ask children that if you want to share a picture, you can take it like in the situation and it's just pulling the phone and and then you would have kind of consent for that picture and then then you would have it so i i think it's a good idea yeah
0: yeah no definitely there's as you say the ethics is a bit um of a nuisance when it comes to that i did ask for example in my phd not to take any photos of people and they still did here or there and i had to blur faces out um just to to um i'm not very comfortable with wearable cameras for children because they might, because those, you know, those wearable cameras that take photos every
1: yeah, number yeah.
0: of seconds or so, you know, you don't have consent for the people that on the playground yeah, or no, wherever, no, you know, that's,
1: yeah, those are risky, but yeah, yeah. I, I,
0: you know, if it's a someone's personal phone and they're taking a photo of, you know, in their home or so, then mean you've got consent for that, that's fine.
1: Yeah. So after this one job, you might go for the app development. If you, if you would look for a job, what would be your dream position?
0: A dream position, I guess, would be to work for myself. Um, <laughs> but that is, I guess, that's all of our, everyone's dream position, really. Um, or if we could, if I could manage to get funding from, you know, from a source like an accelerometer company or so, you know, where that we can work together in building that app, that would be, that would be perfect. Um, but yeah, for me, it's always, you know, I'm always trying to juggle the idea of me working full time somewhere whilst also managing, you know, having four kids in the house. And um that's just something that my mind struggles to wrap itself around. Um so this was a really, really convenient and, and nice postdoc to do because I could do it remotely from home. And in a large sense I think it's great that the pandemic has changed that for us. Um uh, it's more common now you don't have to be somewhere in our office at a certain time
1: yeah mm. yeah, yeah. I, I I agree so before we wrap up is there any anyone any organization anyone you want to thank, or you want to advertise anything
0: yeah well for starters I think the most important one is is whippers uh, the Welsh Institute of physical activity health and sport because they're funding this this project and without whippers you know I would be out of a job, <laughs> so um, yeah. Whippets is, is a is a uh, an institute that was formed about two years ago, I think, um, with the ultimate goal to enhance um, the health and well-being of society by creating active and, and physically active population in Wales, and it's amazing they do so by bringing together policymakers, with researchers, with practitioners, with the public, um, and finding, you know, where's the knowledge gaps, where's, um, you know, research questions that needs answering. And then, and then I want to say answering those questions, you know, I think uh, uh, it's 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 a great um, um, concept, because we've got the, the support and the funding from Sport Wales, so the policy makers essentially and all work that we do gets fed straight back into sport wales so we feel that the work is really impactful because it's fed right in back into government um, uh, policy which is which is great Uh, we have representation of from um, or buy-in from all eight different universities in, in in wales so it's really a collective effort everyone working together i think the Probably the best way to describe what WHIPS what does is to give you an example. Um, so any organization or a member of the public, anyone can really approach WHIPS with, you know, a question, uh, uh, some or other um, area that they need support in. And something like um, recently we've had, a, we've had a, uh, an expression of interest coming through the website from uh, Welsh Triathlon. And the CEO of Welsh Triathlon during the pandemic and during the lockdowns, she was she was concerned about their athletes who mostly then went on to, you know, these online training platforms, Swift and Peloton. Which obviously a good thing, but the gamification of those platforms um, can be quite, um, the nature of it is quite addictive. So she was worried that they, mi- they might put themselves at risk for overtraining and injuries and stuff like that. So she approached WIPIS. We quickly got, you know, the experts involved who can who can run this study, and um, uh, together with Professor McNary and, and and Dr. Richard Metcalf, they put a, a, a survey together, you know, with validated questionnaire. Welsh Triathlon distributed it for us to all their members. Came back, we were able to collate the data, analyze the data, and fed it back. You know, straight into into Welsh triathlon. So it's 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 work that has a meaningful, um, immediate, real life solution. You feel you know it's making an impact. So yeah, I just like to thank Whippers. That's that's my two cents. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's that's good. So it has been very, very interesting discussions and and really interesting results coming from your studies. So really looking forward to see. It's it's very relevant uh, from from the lockdowns and really good points about data collects
0: and data analysis. So
1: thanks, Liesel, for taking the time for this podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Oli. I really appreciate it as well.
1: Yeah, perfect.